Pistol Red Dots. Quick sight acquisition, improved speed transitioning from target to target, and great for low light environments when they work. We're going to take a deep dive into dots today, telling you the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's get to it. Hey, Scallywags, welcome to another episode of our podcast, A Pirate Talks Guns. I'm your host, John Sello. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. A little background in case you don't know what I'm talking about. A mini red dot sight is currently a very popular attachment for pistols. It's a small optic that sits on top of the slide and provides an aiming point for the shooter. It has become a popular choice for both law enforcement and civilian use, and for good reason. A mini red dot sight utilizes a LED emitter to project a reticle onto a coated lens, which reflects the light back to the shooter's eye. This process is known as a heads-up display, or HUD, which allows the shooter to maintain a wide field of view while being able to accurately aim at their target. We're going to discuss the pros and cons of having a mini red dot sight in the pistol. I'm also going to compare two popular mini red dot sights on the market, the Vortex Venom and the Holosun 507K. Now, I'm familiar with both of these as I've gone through two Venoms and Mrs. Pirate has the Holosun on her 365. If you listen to my episode, Holsters and Optics and Frames, Oh My, catchy title, you'll know that I haven't had the best of luck with pistol red dots. If you haven't listened to it, a quick recap. I tried shooting an IDPA match with a new dot. Sight died after two rounds, giving me my very first did not finish in a match. To say I was less than thrilled with that doesn't impart nearly as much as the obscenity-filled rant I went on about it. Suffice to say, I wasn't happy. After returning the sight and receiving a new one, I mounted it and put almost 400 rounds through the gun, including shooting a steel challenge match with it. Gotta say, I was considerably impressed with how quick I could get on target, and moving from plate to plate in the match was way easier than using iron sights. Then the next month's IDPA match rolled around, and yep, you guessed it, the optic died after the first stage. As it was a club-level match, I was able to finish by shooting Mrs. Pirate's Wee Sig 365, and I was even less happy than I was the month before, but at least I dodged another did not finish. Now I'm often accused of being a FUD, and I will own that, as I do indeed have FUD-like qualities. I still like 1911s, metal guns, and I'm a firm believer in iron sights. But when it comes to innovation, I'm not exactly a Luddite, since I'm an instructor, I have to stay current with all the trends, as some of my students have more money than sense and insist on attaching the latest and greatest to their guns. I guess the mindset is to buy your marksmanship skills as opposed to actually developing them. Anyway, I made it a point to get familiar with all the new technology, and this includes many red dots. This presented a bit of a challenge for me, as my Beretta 92FS isn't the easiest gun in the world to mount an optic on. See, the newer guns are being manufactured to accept optics. The 92 was designed before many red dots existed. Mini red dots, anyway. 
Aimpoint made the first successful red dot in 1975, but it was bigger than most of the rifle red dots are today. Trigicon introduced the RMR in 2009, and the sights have been getting smaller ever since. How do you put an optic on a 92? You get an adapter plate that replaces the rear sight. Yes, you lose the rear sight. And the sight on top of the mounting plate sits pretty high on a 92. So high that even if the optic has a built-in rear iron, it wouldn't do you any good. In order for the front sight to be tall enough, well, it just wouldn't be practical. Trust me, I conferred with engineers on this. Now, I could have opted to have the front sight built up. It was, in fact, doable. But it fell into the realm of, just because you can doesn't mean you should. The sight blade would have had to have been one and a half inches tall. And while I envisioned having that on my pistol, had I done it, I'd have had the back edge honed to razor sharpness, because at that size I could have used it to gut deer. But I sucked it up, got the plate, and mounted the venom. Or should I say venoms? I did tell you I went through two, right? Well, the 92 currently has the rear iron reinstalled. Shot it in a two-gun match this past weekend and didn't have to worry about a thing. To replace the second venom, Vortex sent me one of their latest offerings, the Defender CCW. I'm currently waiting for the mount I need to come in. Side note, don't ever order anything from Optics Planet unless you're in absolutely no hurry to get your order. Apparently, their shipping method consists of duct taping your package to a tortoise and hoping for the best. I kid. They're actually sending it via DHL, which means the post office will actually be delivering it. I'd probably be better off with the tortoise. But I digress. The mount I have coming this time isn't a mounting plate. It's a piece of Picatinny rail that replaces the rear sight on the 92 but it has a rear sight built into it. If, or when, the optic fails, I can simply pop it off and jump back on the irons. The Vortex has assured me that the Defender is a totally different sight and not just the Venom guts in a different case. They claim it's a lot more durable. They have so much faith in its durability that the front of the sight has a diamond plate pattern on it so that if need be, you could rack the slide by placing the sight against something and using it as a fulcrum. And don't get me wrong, I'm not bagging on Vortex. Far from it. I've been running a Vortex dot on my carbine for years now, and the only problem I ever had was when I tore the control module off the side of it, moving around a barricade. Emailed them and had a new one in three days. Their customer service is the best I've ever dealt with. And apparently my gun is cursed because I know people who are running Venoms on harder recoiling guns than mine, and they haven't had any issues. Back to the dots. So, first the pros. One of the biggest advantages of using a mini red dot sight is that it eliminates the need to focus on the sights. You know, with iron sights... You have to align the front and rear sights while aiming at the target. Not having to do that is a huge advantage when you have failing eyesight like mine. For those in high-stress situations, 
or in the dark when you can hardly even see your sights. With a mini red dot, you simply need to place the dot on the target, making it easier to aim accurately. It's so much faster than using irons. Another benefit of using a mini red dot sight is it allows the shooter to stay threat focused rather than sight focused. When using irons, you may become so focused on aligning the sights that you lose sight of the bigger picture. Uh, with a mini red dot sight, the shooter can quickly acquire the target and maintain situational awareness. Mini red dot sights also allow for faster transitions from target to target. With traditional iron sights, you have to shift your focus from one sight picture to the next. With a mini red dot, the shooter can simply move the dot from one target to the next, making it quicker and easier to engage multiple targets. When I shot the steel challenge match, I just kept the gun moving, pulling the trigger when the dot went on the plate. Dots are great in low light. Just imagine you're in a dark alleyway and somebody jumps out at you with a knife. Your natural instinct is to focus on the knife and the person holding it. However, with traditional iron sights, you would also need to focus on aligning the front and rear sights with the target. This can be a difficult task when under the stress of an attack. With a mini red dot sight, you can place the red dot on the threat and pull the trigger without having to worry about sight alignment. This allows you to stay focused on the threat, which could mean the difference between life and death. And now the cons. I have seen innumerable videos of gun channels reviewing mini red dots and they never once saw one where the optic failed. Failure is a real thing and in my experience always comes at the worst possible time. One of the biggest drawbacks to using a mini red dot sight is the possibility of failure due to dead batteries or electromechanical failure of the sight. Just picture this. You're in the middle of a high-stress self-defense situation and suddenly your mini red dot sight fails to turn on. You realize too late that the battery has died, leaving you with no backup sight to rely on. You're forced to quickly transition to your iron sights, which can be a difficult and time-consuming task in a high-pressure situation. This delay could be the difference between successfully defending yourself or becoming a victim. This is why it's so important to regularly check and replace the battery in your mini red dot sight, as well as carry a backup set of batteries with you at all times. Taking these simple precautions can help ensure that you're never caught off guard by a dead battery when you need your dot sight the most. Speaking from personal experience, when the sight dies, it really kind of sucks. Mrs. Pirates 365 is made to have an optic mounted on it, and her optic has a rear sight built into it. And while it doesn't exactly co-witness, it's very close to the factory iron sight specs. So should her sights fail, it's a simple matter of immediately switching to the irons. Another downside of using a mini red dot is the learning curve. If you're a longtime shooter who's used to relying on traditional iron sights to aim your pistol, You've developed muscle memory and a keen eye for sight alignment and sight picture, and you're confident in your ability to hit your target accurately and efficiently. Now imagine you've decided to switch to a mini red dot sight. Suddenly, you find that your muscle memory and familiar sight picture no longer apply. 
You have to train your eye to find and track the red dot, and you have to adjust your grip and stance to accommodate the new sight picture. It can be frustrating and time-consuming, especially if you're not used to learning new shooting techniques. Now, like anything else, with proper training and practice, most shooters can quickly adapt to using a mini red dot. Most of the people I know who made the switch say that they find it difficult to go back to using traditional iron sights. The key is to approach the learning curve with an open mind and a willingness to invest time and effort into training and practice. It requires a different shooting technique and can take time to get used to. I know with the Venom, I really had to work at that second and a half time from the draw to acquiring the dot. Lots and lots of laser training work went into that, and I still wasn't 100% getting that dot right away. So, yeah, definitely some serious cons. However, my personal opinion is that the pros outweigh the cons. You just need to be sure that you have a reliable optic, as well as the equipment and plan should the time come when that optic fails. I've now shot them enough to know that it will definitely be running an optic on my carry gun. Hopefully the new Defender is everything Vortex said it would be. Now let's compare the Vortex Venom and the Hall of Sun 507K. The Venom and 507K are two of the more popular mini red dot sights on the market. One of the key factors to consider when choosing a mini red dot sight is the physical size. The Venom is slightly larger than the 507K, but not by a significant amount. Venom measures 1.9 by 1.11 by 1.02 inches and weighs 1.1 ounces, while the 507K measures 1.78 by 1.15 by 0.79 inches and weighs 1 ounce. While the size difference may not seem significant, it can make a difference in terms of concealment and overall weight of the pistol. When it comes to performance, both the Venom and 507K have received positive reviews. The Venom can be had in a 3 or 6 minute of angle dot, and it's easy to install and adjust. It's also durable and holds zero well. The 507K offers a choice of a dot, a circle, or a dot in a circle, and offers a wider field of view. This is all incorporated in one site. You just press buttons to get whatever reticle you want. It also features shake-awake technology, which puts the site to sleep after a period of inactivity and wakes it up with a slight movement. This helps to preserve battery life. The Venom also has an auto-off feature, but the site has to be manually turned back on. The Venom also has an auto brightness feature that adjusts the intensity of the dot in relation to ambient light. In terms of battery life, the Venom has a battery life of up to 150 hours on the highest setting and up to 30,000 hours on the lowest setting. The 507K, on the other hand, has a battery life of up to 50,000 hours on a single CR1632 battery. This gives the Holosun a significant advantage in terms of battery life. With there being 8,764 hours in a year, battery replacement shouldn't have to be done too often. Neither optic has to be removed to replace batteries, with the Venom being replaced from the top 
and the 507K being replaced from the side. This removes the need to re-zero the site after a battery change. Overall, both the, the Venom and 507K are solid choices for a mini red dot sight on a pistol. My experience aside, the Vortex Venom is a reliable and durable option that offers good performance at a reasonable price point. The 507K, on the other hand, offers a wider field of view and longer battery life, making it a great choice for those who are willing to pay a bit more for these features. A quick rundown on the Vortex Defender. At 1.1 inches wide, 1.6 inches long, and 1 inch high, it's slightly smaller than the Venom and 507K. The slightly smaller window than the Venom actually makes it easier, for me at least, to pick up the dot for some reason. The housing has a polymer insert in it to absorb shock, and the housing is significantly beefier than the Venom. I'll do an in-depth review on it once I get it mounted and put some rounds out with it. The decision to use a mini red dot sight on a pistol comes down to personal preference and individual needs. The benefits of no longer needing to focus on the sights, staying threat focused, and faster target transitions can be significant, but there are also potential drawbacks, such as a higher learning curve and the possibility of failure due to batteries or electromechanical issues. The Venom and 507K are both great options to consider with the Venom offering reliable performance at an affordable price point. While the 507K offers a wider field of view and longer battery life if you want to pay a little bit more. Ultimately, the choice of a mini red dot sight will depend on your individual needs and preferences. Well, that's it for this episode. Hopefully, I've given you some insight. If you're already running a dot, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you're considering getting one, try it. You'll probably like it. Until next time, shoot safe.